thanks for having me. And I want to say I've worked with Justina personally and her work is awesome. So if you're considering it, it's dope. Welcome to Soulfully Aligned You, Mindset and Strategy for Multi-Passionate Mompreneur Coaches and Creatives. This is the podcast where we talk about and teach confident mindsets, overcoming limiting beliefs at the subconscious level, and online brand strategies to help you build out your signature services, get more visible with your target audience, and boldly launch out in the online world with your God-given gifts. I believe God cares more about your soul than your success. So get in alignment with his will and what he thinks of you so you can activate the success he already has planned for you. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode with Soulfully Align You. It has taken me quite a while to get this next episode out, which is part two of our interview with Elijah Bess. I do want to preface that I am pretty sick today. I'm really stopped up and clogged up, which you could probably hear it in my voice. Um, at the time of this recording, we do have spots open for our Endless Content Creation container. It's a 30-day container where we, we will be coaching together around the Endless Content Creation Masterclass. If you're listening to this after February 21st, <laughs> if you're listening to this after that date, the masterclass is always available on my website at justinafor.com slash courses. And you can always take the masterclass on your own. And I'll definitely let everyone know when I open up the next 30 day coaching container so that you can learn um, how to create your own soulful content in your business. So this episode is about Elijah Best. He is the owner of the Vet Boss. And one of the things that Elijah definitely stands on and he definitely believes in is that veterans should feel confident that they can become financially free. And this is really important because as veterans are transitioning out of the military, um, this idea of financial freedom is so important because life is going to look different for them after they get out of the military. So the first half of this episode, you're going to hear... Elijah and myself talking about the military, talking about the veteran perspective, the military spouse perspective. I even share a bit of my um, story of my spouse transitioning out of the military and us trusting God in that process and what that story actually meant for us and what God showed us in that time. Um, Elijah is going to share his military experience and he's also going to share how it prompted him to start the vet boss. I'm very excited to talk to Elijah in this episode because I know that we share that common ground of having the military experience and then also stepping out of that and starting our own businesses, which I think is so beautiful. Um, one of the other things, the second half of this episode, you are going to hear us talk about diligence. You're going to hear us talk about client attraction. You're going to hear us talk about courses and webinars, and I'm going to share a statistic with you around webinars and courses and Elijah is going to share with you um, his tips and some quotes that he has when he thinks about this concept of client attraction versus being okay those are two different things so I'm excited for you all to listen to this episode and we'll see you on the, on the other side do you want to share with everyone your heart behind 
why you started the Vet Boss and maybe some of the stories in your life and perspectives that have helped you to um, just have a heart for this mission. Yeah, so when, when we get into the military, it's very ironic because we're very bold. A lot of people are like, wow, you're joining the military? You know, when you're 17 and you're thinking about joining the military, the narrative is like, you know, you might die, right? Like, that's what people want you to know. Like, you know, you, you're signing up and you might go to war and die. So my point is you, you're, you're the pioneer. You're kind of the outlier. You're the kind of the one who looks a little crazy. But then when it's time, so most people, from my understanding in the culture, we kind of, a lot of us knew we were just going to do one enlistment. But then when that time came, I'm like, all right, guys, you ready to, uh, we're all getting out, right? Everybody's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, we're staying in. And so that's when I started realizing there is not only a huge fear around it, but the chain of command has a fear that your beliefs are going to spread in the unit. This is what they don't really talk about. So you now being a leader, if you're thinking about getting out, you probably are confident because you, you have to believe that you can sustain on your own. So typically, not all the time, but there, there's a few of those people who are getting out and they're really sharp people, they're leaders, and they're getting out. And so they don't want them to be influential. And so there's a culture already set up that you're against. It's not like it's, this is new. It's already there. And to where the unit is going to start demonizing you. Like if you see a movie and there's a cop and that cop is a good cop and that cop is like not cool because he's a good cop, what do they do? They make them go to the tool room in the basement and hand out the tools. And everybody just kind of looks down on him because he's not out there in the field doing all the, the dangerous stuff. So now he doesn't have that credibility, that respect, that authority. So basically they strip you of all of your respect. All I call it loves, loss of valor syndrome. They strip you of your valor and they keep you around everybody who still has their valor. And Ooh. in all actuality, deep in your heart, you may know that you're doing it for the bigger picture. So imagine how that would make one feel. Mm -hmm. And then what they do is um, you go to a, a certain um, briefings before you get out, and it's pretty easy to understand, oh, at the end of the day, the military is a business. At the end of the day, they need to have some type of retention program. So at the end of the day, it would make sense that they're going to put stuff in these briefings that are going to make me think twice about getting out of the military, which is not, that's like an entrepreneur who's about to just, you know, quit his job. And then they're going and watching all these videos on all the dangers that could happen if they do that, like that's, that's really um, kind of toxic for someone mm -hmm. to try to digest when they're going to do something scary. Yeah. So, um, so I went to transitioning programs. I was very positive. I didn't let any of these things, I wasn't going around huffing and puffing while this was happening. I was just observing and like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, it's not, I mean, it is what it is. Um, but when I went to the transitioning program that was supposed to teach me how to be an entrepreneur, that's when I was kind of perturbed. And I just made a mental note that if I could do something about it, I would create a transitioning program that would do a better job. Because here's why. Here's what the briefing looks like. They basically give you like a, a whole bunch of information that's really tedious and doesn't have much to do with what's going on. And it's by the SBA. And it's basically a program to get you interested in starting a franchise because then you would have to get a loan from the SBA to start the franchise. And most of us can't even qualify for the loan. But basically, you know, this program that they're calling Boots to Business and having us think, oh, we're going to learn how to start a business. It's really an opportunity for, for so you kind of get how these things work. So when I got out of the military and started my first company um, doing search engine optimization, 
that's when, when I started earning money, I was like, you know what? I really want to help veterans because I'm a veteran. And I believe that if you're going to commit to anything, you should commit to um, a business of like people you wouldn't mind being around people you actually want to help. So anyway, the, the major point is I really believe that veterans should feel confident that they can become financially free and veterans want to become veterans want to start being on their way to being financially free before they get out of the military. But we don't really have a great vehicle to do that. There's nothing loud in our face saying, hey, this vehicle is working. If you want to use this vehicle, you can use this vehicle and it's very low barrier of entry and you can do it while active duty from anywhere. So I want to I want to figure that out for the veterans and uh, make that uh, a, a common sense thing. Hey, are you going to do this opportunity? So people who do want to do that, they can. Yes, yes. I love it. I actually sat in... <laughs> When my husband was transitioning out of the military, yeah. um, I was that spouse that was like in the classes with him. <laughs> so he's like, you're coming with me because, you know, he's getting out. He's, you know, stressed out. There's all these things. I can take notes for him, all that kind of stuff. So I'm that spouse, like super supportive of my husband. And I do remember what you talked about as far as like the um, the franchises and like getting the loans. And I'm just like, but what else is there? How do we help people brand themselves? Like, how do we help them figure out their actual skills that they currently have that they can actually like flip it and turn it into a business? Like nobody was talking about that. So I definitely believe you and know from experience about, you know, the training. I don't, it's, it isn't as, individualized as it can be because everyone is uniquely made with their own skill sets, their own experiences, things that they've gone through, their own trainings and all that. And they can create pretty unique businesses like coaching businesses or consulting businesses. And those type of things weren't really um, talked about. So I do think that your heart for like being loud about this, like you said, low entry barriers right or low barriers to entry um for some online businesses and things of that sort is really good and i love what you said about them being able to um actually start the business while they're still active duty that part makes a whole bunch of sense i have um one of my clients that was active and she knew that she was getting out soon so she wanted to start thinking about like, okay, how am I going to brand myself? What, what's my business going to look like? What type of structure should it be? And I had the, her and I actually had very similar um, backgrounds because she was very aware of like mind body work. And she had some certifications in that already. She saw what, how my business was running and wanting to um, really understand, like, how can I truly get into this? Mm -hmm. So it was a pleasure um, being able to work with her and help her like truly think about her branding, her messaging, how she's going to show up online, all of that kind of stuff. So for me, I, I would never have thought about the, I'm, I guess I'm kind of like a little bit removed. Well, let me not say a little bit, totally removed because I didn't serve in the army, right? So I'm not going to see it the way you see it. Uh, but being the spouse, I definitely like, I've gotten some wind around how like when you're getting out they'll they you kind of get like the little bit of a cold shoulder a bit or you get treated yeah. a little differently um when my husband was getting out I again was that spouse that sent the email to the um to the post commander because they weren't doing right and my husband due to you know to chain of command he can't be the one to speak up but when I spoke up because it was just absolutely wrong what they were doing 
-hmm. command the um, post commander, bam, took care of it. So if I was just the whiny spouse, you know what I'm saying? He wouldn't have taken action. Let's just say that. So and I've never, the eight years that my husband served, I've never gone over his head or went outside of, you know, chain of command, but it was necessary that time. And hey, I just want to vouch. It's for because it. he was getting out. Yeah. I want to vouch for it. I think that was a good move because yeah, you, you, you would have a voice that we wouldn't really have. And all right, just for, just for people watching, cause I could, I could kind of drive the point home really, really quick. The last day that I was working for my unit, I was like almost two weeks overdue with getting my stuff taken care of so I can go home. And they wanted me to pick up weeds out of the floor. And I said, you guys, you know, the first shirt told me that if, if you guys keep making me work from like two weeks ago, that I, all I have to do is tell him this is out of hand. Now I really need to go. They fought with me. And the, so they had to go to the first shirt. Cause I just said, no, I'm not doing it. First shirt said, I told him he should have been not even showing up. You guys are, should be glad that he's doing this. So the last words they told me after that, and the last thing I ever saw from my unit was your life is going to suck, D-I-C-K. That's how they said goodbye to me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That so, is so toxic. Yeah. So toxic. So, so yeah, I can, send them an email, that's nothing. <laughs> yes. And yeah. I can see where your heart um, for veterans, where that comes from, because you understand that toxic nature of people that like the military, like you already had the heart and the mind to serve in this capacity, right? And it is a sacrifice, no matter if you serve three years, if you serve five years, eight years, it is still a sacrifice that you have willingly like said, I'm going to do and to be treated that way when you decide that there, there's something else for me or there's something different that I want to do with my life is just this horrible. It's yeah. just, it's disheartening. Um, but thank God for the vet boss, right? Yeah. That you can hold their hands. You know what that struggle is like, and you can be that person. You, your team can be the, can be the company to pour into them and give them life in that process, in that process of transitioning out and knowing that they will be able to be successful before they get out. So yeah, not everyone has that how can I say tenacity, the confidence to say, okay, I hear what you're saying, but I'm going to do what I want anyways and make it happen. You know, I know there was so much fear um, when my husband was getting out and we were um, moving for another job and like some of his peers and stuff were just like, oh my gosh, you're just going to take that job. You know, you've never worked in that field before. What if this happens? What if that happens? You should probably try to stay in a little bit longer. You know, people do incite that fear. But something I said about our journey, I said that, you know what, God wanted to show people that he is our provider and not the military because God was continually blessing us. And people would say, oh, well, you get a guaranteed check every two, two weeks. Oh, well, you're in the military. Well, guess what? The military is not a guaranteed job because sometimes they give pink slips, okay? When they overstaff, you know, and they have too many people at one particular rank, my husband got caught up with the officer drawbacks, wow. right? So um, yeah, we got that pink slip. So um, even in that, where it wasn't his choice, he was still being treated unfairly. He was just about to get out and they were trying to send him to some four month training way uh, on the other side of the country when he, you just gave him a pink slip. 
Are you serious? He needs to prepare for transitioning out of the military. And that was the extent of my, my letter that I had to send. You know, he has a family. We've got to prepare for these things. And they're trying to send him away for training when he's no longer going to be in the military. Does that make sense? No. no, it doesn't make any sense. It just sounds like protocol. It just sounds like drones. People just try. I don't know what we call these people that are just trying to check the box, right? So yes, I truly understand. I understand from a, like I said, from a perspective, I, I haven't fully lived it, but being that spouse, I, I get it. And to have the mindset to, you know, utilize your own, your gifting and your talents. Like when my husband got out of the military, um, we did do that. Um, what do you call it? We did do that particular job. It didn't work out. Okay. One year on the job and it was like, mm -mm, we don't like that. But thank God that I had a business, right? From my being the military spouse that couldn't find a job because we're constantly moving, <laughs> you know, that affects our careers too. Um, they look at us and they're like, oh, you don't have a, you know, stable career because you've been moving around and you're bouncing around and having three kids and homeschooling and all that kind of stuff. I did start uh, my own business, which was um, my makeup business and my coaching business. Those are two, two businesses that I had. And my husband had the space for a whole year to be able to take off, breathe, get his mental health together. You know, like just take your time and figure out what it is that you want to do with your life. So yeah. I'm great. That's why when we talk about, you know, building these businesses, um, it can either come from the active duty member or sometimes it's the spouse that was able to do that and hold space for the soldier so that they can actually, you know, come about and come into their own and figure out what they want. When you've been in the military, they've told you what to do for so long right? They like, you have, you have marching orders. And finally, when you get out, it's like, hmm, well, what do I want to do with my life? You know, on top of that horrible, like transitioning period. And now you have to decide what you want to do with your life. Um, so yeah, I'm grateful that my husband has had the space. And now he will tell you he has his dream job, which is amazing. That is something I've wanted for my spouse for so long is for him to be able to say, he has his dream job. He's doing what he believes God is calling him to do. And so interesting. I love it how the, you know, this, this military story kind of like, you know, we can relate to each other in these things. So, yeah. And I want to just encourage you. I think it's, it's phenomenal. The fact that you had the courage and boldness to start your two businesses while being a military spouse and, you know, for the people watching military spouses, me and my wife say that, you know, you guys are veterans. Um, you know, my wife is a military spouse, but, you know, we joke around about it too, like how she's like a veteran too, and military spouses are like veterans, because you guys, man, we come home and we, you guys live all the nightmares with us, <laughs> and then we got to leave you, and so it's, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and it's so awesome, I'm glad you guys have that sounding board, right, because there's some things you can't say <laughs> yeah. while you're, while you're there, you just have to, you know, go with the flow sometimes. So I've, I've heard a lot and I've, I'm sure your wife has also. And um, yeah, I think it's awesome. I love that the military spouse slash veteran thing coming together and all of that. So we've been, to, okay, we're about 45 minutes in. Okay. Um, let me see. What is, 
tell us more about um you mind if i pick I, one? oh sure okay because you you said something earlier that i thought was very profound and i had been thinking about it too so i'm gonna i'm gonna paint some clarity around it you remember how you said i'm about to butcher this oh i'm not gonna speak that into existence but don't speak it don't yeah speak it. <laughs> if you if you want to clean up how i put this down then feel free but it was something you had mentioned about some people learning something based off of their worldview and then reteaching it, taking God out of it, and then someone else learning that same thing and trying to figure out how to put God back into it. Something mm -hmm. around that is what you said. Is that good enough? Yep, that was good enough. Yep. Okay. So I wanted to say that, yes. So ultimately, because another thing you had mentioned too, is like, you can say client attraction, because there was a thing you were going to come out with, with love versus fear. But us as coaches, especially business coaches, we have to also consider marketing, right? We got to be able to communicate that language to our audience. So they know what the heck we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But I, I want to, you know, just hone in on that a little bit more too, because ultimately what we're purchasing, and this is what I had to learn. So again, I like to normalize myself. I'm so done of seeing interviews and seeing people so far. And then I'm like, but how did they get there? I like to really just normalize everything. I got here through buying courses. So I buy courses, I learn, I apply it. It makes me really good. So I know it is like buying courses and being through courses. And here's what I picked up too, is you're, you're spot on. If someone comes out with something and they, they take God out of it, it's almost like they're rebranding something that's not even, that's like just source. And so let me be very, very, very clear. At the end of the day, what we all want is we want to reach a certain identity. That's really what we're trying to do. So when I'm in a place in my business, I may go out to buy something that says client attraction because I think that that's gonna help me become this identity. And for context, right now I'm talking as if I'm the audience. So I'm not really speaking directly to Justina. I'm kind of saying we as an audience, when we buy something and it says client attraction, for the most part, it's because We've meditated, we know where we want to go. We think that's what's going to get us to where we want to be. But I just want to just say for a moment that consider trying this experiment out. Consider trying an experiment to where you turn off all those client attraction things for a second and you just focus on who I want to be and how, how do I become who I want to be and just start moving in that direction with faith and, and see if you don't start getting all the clients. Now, yes, you're going to have to use strategy. But what I'm saying is all that starts coming as common sense. When you're someone who has purpose, passion, clarity, you start to have conversations with people and they, they start following up with you. But there's balance. That doesn't mean that it's bad to learn client attraction or anything like that. I just wanted it for a moment speak on that thing because i think that if we get too caught up in okay how do i master this facebook thing what happens is we get caught up on oh i got to learn facebook to get clients to make income versus how do i be this person who is changing thousands of people's lives and stuff like that and again i don't want to sound impractical i'm someone who's living this right now i've already made six figures and i'm telling you through just moving in a way of of how can I impact people? The power players who have been put in my life, 
within weeks is something that I wouldn't have been able to calculate. So I hope that was valuable to anyone. Yes. No, what I hear you saying is we have to have both. We can't just be so focused on like do, 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 right? What does someone say? We're not human doing, we are human being. So we forget that being part, like who do I want to be? And then allow the actions to flow from that, right? Because sometimes we're dealing in half the time, when you talk about that diligence piece from the beginning, um, are you diligently showing up? You know, are you diligently sharing your story? Are you diligently sharing the heart behind why you do what you do, right? That's part of that being, being the message, being the brand and not having the fear of going, getting on platforms like this to talk about it, right? So that more you have access to other people's platforms and all of that. Um, I mean, I've closed sales from someone just listening to me on a podcast and literally seeking me out to find me, right? They didn't go through my funnel. They didn't see a Facebook ad, you know, all the things. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have those things, which I definitely agree with you, but there's a balance in how we show up, the energy in which we show up in, right? Um, I think that, yeah. I mean, I say it all the time, courses, courses, courses. You can buy all the courses. You can um, opt into all the freebies. You can do all those things and still not be successful. There is a statistic that's out there that says only 5%, which you're in the 5%, Elijah, but only 5% of what is learned or taught in, say, a conference, a webinar, a course, all that kind of stuff is actually then implemented. Which is why we have coaches. Because, and there's something called even skills based coaching, right? Like, I can work with a leader, um, an executive in business, and they go through this whatever training they went through to try to be, you know, I don't know, increase sales. But are you actually going to do the things that you were taught? Right. <laughs> That's where you need your coach to actually sit with you and process with you and maybe even look at some of the emotional things that's happening behind the scenes. That's why I love the emotions, getting to the emotions of what's holding you back. Oftentimes it can be fear. It can be doubt. It can just be confusion. It could be overcompensation, like all these different feelings that we have um, that sometimes we don't like to look at. We just want to cover it up with strategy, with doing, 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 and taking more action. When sometimes we, we definitely want to take action, like I say, from a healed and whole place. That I think is so important. And so I definitely agree with you. Can I add a little bit to that? Sure. Yeah, that was spot on. So so what does this look like? I would say this looks like, you see the, the iceberg. We've all seen the famous pictures of the iceberg the tip would be like the strategies and then like below would be like the emotions and why you're doing it and all these things like that. And so I've heard a famous quote that a lot of you probably have heard today. Um, Abraham Lincoln said, if I had six hours to cut down a tree, I would spend four hours sharpening my ax. So to me, yeah, the four hours sharpening the ax is the type of work that you, you do with your clients to help them figure out that stuff. But those deep things, I guess what I'm getting at too is, if those things aren't done, the strategies are going to suck and you're probably going to get burnt out real fast. And two, another thing I wanted to say, when I said, what does this look like? How can this show up in your life? I used to question why artists drop an album sometimes and then like disappear for like two years. 
And at the end of the day, I don't know any artists personally, but as I'm growing, I'm starting to guess why that's happening because I'm starting to kind of do similar things every once in a while. I think sometimes when you get to a point, you got to redo all the stuff below the iceberg. And so it may take a couple months of soul searching, but, and, and, it, and it can show up like you're crazy because you could feel like, why am I not moving forward? Like, why am I not doing the strategies and stuff? I invested in this thing. Now I got to do this thing, even though in the back of your mind, you know, something's wrong. So I just want to say if anybody's at this place where they're feeling a little crazy because they're not moving forward, it could be because, you know, you're moving forward in something that's burning. And so you want to put out the fire first before you keep moving forward. And that's okay. And that's good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm, that was really good. Really, really good. I love it because... <laughs> I just love your analogies when you bring up the artist. It makes us really be able to visually see that. And even as a business owner, right, you might have been on fire. You were going, going, going. All of a sudden, things are kind of, you know, tapering off a bit. There's that. That's that inner work. That's mm -hmm. that figuring out the clarity piece of how I want this to really move forward. Who is this really for? It was great then, but I know it can be better, you know? Um, it could be more impactful. Not that there was something wrong with what you were doing before, but how can we make this better? How can it be more aligned with who you are and how you want to show up, right? Then one of the words you used was um, just burnout. Like you can create a whole lot of money from a from a burnt out place, right? Ooh, Although yeah. that's what they say, all money is not good money. And mm. I believe that the God we serve, he says when he gives us something, it's for our good, right? Not that we would have it with sorrow, exactly. right? We don't want we don't want to have all this success, name in the lights, all this money, all this stuff, and then there's sorrow attached to it. So, right. hey, Lord, you keep working, keep working in my life, Elijah's life, all of our listeners. When we, he knows our hearts, he knows that we don't want that. He he knows that that's not the best thing for us. So, oh yeah. I say, do that inner work, get that freedom around that money mindset, <laughs> walk in love, walk in diligence, all those pieces that we talked about. But you know what? I may have to invite you again because our time is up. <laughs> Problem. This is great. Thanks for having me. Yes, our time is up. If you want to um, really quick, maybe tell our listeners um, what offers where they can find you all that type of stuff you have going on yeah so my my mission right now is to help veterans become um, financially in the, uh, financially free so right now I'm really focusing on financially financial literacy and I'm learning a lot of stuff myself so right now I'm doing a free class to help veterans with financial literacy and I'm actually um, there's someone who's 62 years old he grew up with his great-grandmother picking cotton and she was teaching them how to save money. She bought like 200 acres of land. So this guy's really good with money. And so he's actually doing the class. So I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be taking notes. There's no date yet, but feel free to reach out to me on Facebook. Like I said, it's completely free. Mm -hmm. So if anybody wants to go to that thing, let me know. Just reach out to, just find Elijah Best on Facebook. Even if you're not a veteran, you can come and learn how to be better with money. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you so much. I'm going to make sure that um, like I'm going to set this specific episode. I can't even say that word right. Specific <laughs> episode. I'm going to um, make sure that I like drop this in the inboxes of like all my husband's friends from oh. the army. 
all the veterans that we know and I'm sure they'll pass it along and all that good stuff so um thank you so much let me check um let me check something really quick um Okay, we had Nicola Williams. Thank you so much for liking our live stream today inside of the Facebook group, Soulfully Aligned You. Um, what is the full name of the, the um, Facebook group? Soulfully Aligned You Mindset and Strategies for Multi-Passionate Women of Faith or Multi-Passionate Mompreneurs of Faith, something like that. Um, but yeah, if you're inside of the Facebook group, you know that you get first access to these interviews. Um, if not, you just wait for them to be released on the podcast. So thank you all for listening. And thank you, um, Elijah, for being with us today. Thanks for having me. And I want to say I've worked with Justina personally, and her work is awesome. So if you're considering it, it's dope. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Soulfully Aligned You. If something we shared encouraged you, shifted your mindset, or caused you to take action, it would be so nice if you left us a review. Your review helps this podcast to show up for more multi-passionate mompreneurs of faith just like you. Mm-hmm.